Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Great Escape Podcast, where we go on a deep dive into the ins and outs of living abroad as a Brit. As ever, I'm your host Mark, and I'm joined yet again by Owen and Ryan, as well as today's special guest. This week's guest took the plunge and left England over a decade ago to live here in Vancouver, along with his wife and two sons. So without further ado, please welcome our guest, Mark. Hi guys, how are you? Hey, Mark. Hey. Welcome to the podcast. How, how You just had a nice little break away from uh, Vancouver, did, did you not? How was that? Yeah, that's right. Just uh, a few days away on the island, Victoria, just a real low-key time, some R&R. Nice, nice. It's smoky, but hey, you know. <laughs> That's West Coast life. Well, and we all need a bit of a time to chill and relax during the current predicament we're in. Um, all right, so there's a positive spin you can put on it. The the whole the smirk thing. It's like you know, it is very smirky, but it's a sign that we're all living in the future. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, as a photographer, it's great to have a natural filter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, diffusion. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, Matt's policing his uni skills right now. Oh, there he Here he comes. So it, took, it took literally 40 seconds for Mark to come in with some photo talk. <laughs> We're on with an actual photographer, Mark, so just keep your nose out of it for a Let's second. talk about lighting setups, Mark. Let's screw the podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about lighting. No, joking. All right, so as you'll probably know from uh, previous episodes and whatnot, we like to warm up our guests with a few quickfire questions, which obviously take ages. Um because we're never that quick. But anyway, I will pass the baton over to Owen, who's good at with these quick-fire questions. Over to you. Hey, Mark. Thank you for coming on the podcast. We've been really looking forward to having you on. So the what the quick-fire questions are is basically it's an opportunity for us to learn a little bit about some very, very random things about you and your thoughts. So I'll, I'll go through them. They usually descend into absolute chaos, but we'll try to, you know, to get through them as briefly as possible to spare you the... Uh, the nightmare of having to get us back on track. So what is your favourite condiment, Mark? Well, I'd like, just like to say that I can go off on a tangent with the best of them. <laughs> you, will you will mix right, yeah, right you, in with Owen you'll then. You'll feel right at home. <laughs> oh, favourite condiment. The, the reality <laughs> is I am not a condiment kind of person. It really oh, I'm not sure about this. It's already <laughs> controversial. Well, I know. I mean, it's not too late for us to just leave this recording and find someone else. <laughs> but if this is a warm-up, then I've really disappointed you. That's why you don't like condiments, Mark. I'm really intrigued. Yeah. But what do I, you have with chips? Well, okay, yeah. Then condiments, but it's not something that goes on my plate every day. Okay. I guess okay. I'm kind okay. of, you know, sort of very, very fussy about what goes on. Cultured. The there you go. I like cultured, yeah. I'm going to go with cultured. Definitely. The, Mark, the, the Paxman in me wants to dig a little bit deeper on this one. Well, you, you say it's not on your plate every day. I, take us through some what we would maybe find as controversial choices where you're not using condiments. Like I'm going to put one to you now. A ham, lettuce and cheese sandwich. Is mayo going on that sandwich? Whew. I don't mind mayo with my chips. I, I spent okay. a number of years, yeah, I, I spent sort a number of, of years uh, in Germany, and because of okay. that, you've got to have mayo on your chips. Which the Dutch love be, that. Okay. Yeah. So you play by the rules to an extent. You're not a complete psychopath. Just, just have a quick go in here. Bacon butter. You having that dry? No, 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 no. Ketchup. 
another scenario. Very, very <laughs> another scenario for you here, Mark. You're in Subway. You've picked your bread. You've picked your fillings. Are you getting a sauce? Are you having that dry? No, it's not going to be dry. This might it? be the controversial one. This, this could be it. Yeah, you know, it's just going to be some good old bog standard vinaigrette. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Cult, culture. Yeah, we've got a fancy one. Here we go. Oh, well, fantastic. Mark, if it Mark, makes you feel like... any better, I have Subway's dry anyway, so I'm, yeah, oh, I'm a hypocrite. hypocrite. Mark, that's sick. Do you like gravy, Mark? <laughs> you... You're demented. Yeah. Mark, do you like gravy? Uh, depends what it's with. Not with chips. That's for sure. Wow. wow. I feel like this is the, no, the first thing. We, just never, we first, ever. First time in the history, within three questions, we might be entering a scenario where it just comes up saying the guest has left. <laughs> <laughs> just abusing a guy over his choice in condiments. All right, we'll, we'll move on to the next because it's, it's already gone to uh, yeah the extreme. So, tea or coffee, Mark? Coffee, definitely. Yeah, good choice. Ooh. Good choice. I black. Think I'm definitely there with you on that. Black coffee. Ooh, black. Okay. All right, fantastic. Even on the weekends. Even on the weekends. All right. Uh, wow. All right. Fantastic. There we go. To um, the vein. To the vein. Are you at the, on that? I've tried to reduce the amount of coffee I'm drinking uh, over the last few weeks. I'm. I was a f- four cups a day guy. I'm now just on one in the morning. That's doing me. H- how many coffees are you drinking a day, mate? I generally work on around two, two or three if I really need the extra buzz. But two's my, two's the limit normally. That's it. Are they are they scheduled in? A lot of my coffee drinking friends have like a coffee schedule, like can't have it after six or something like that. Yeah, mine is at mostly the same times each day. To be honest. Yeah, are you scheduled, Mark? Yeah, me not not really scheduled, but I tend to finish up by sort of early afternoon because I don't want too much of a buzz unless I really need to keep going on something, and then you know, kind of whack around the head, have have another one, keep going. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Congratulations, Owen, on uh, phasing yourself down from four to one. Have you replaced the other three cups with something else, such as an energy drink? Uh, no, Crack just cocaine. abject misery <laughs> and just feeling exhausted for no reason. It's weird. Like the the one thing that does scare me more than anything is with like even when I can't like kind of give up on cigarettes and stuff at certain points in my life where it's like and like you know you get a bit itchy for whatever. But coffee's the only one that's given me like. I, when I first even came down slightly from like four to you know to three to two, I was getting like weird headaches in the afternoon and stuff. It's it's crazy how much it tunes your body to need it. So yeah, most most used drink in America caffeine as well. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. It's a coffee culture. Yeah, it definitely is. I've definitely America. become a convert since coming to Canada. Was never that I mean, big into it back home. You're a traitor, then, Mark. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> you can't you- talk to our guests like that, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be tough with them both called Mark. Yeah. For Mark, you might receive guest. Don't you just call you might me. Uh, do you want to just call me my high school nickname, which was Masturbates? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, that must have been a tough, little, yeah. tough little childhood. That. Yeah. Um, so onwards, what is your favourite mode of transport? Two wheels, definitely two wheels. Definitely two wheels. Like you've, you're on the right podcast. We've we've got you back. Yeah, I, I do kind of, you know, sort of self-powered and motorised, but it's a case of, you know, four wheels good, two wheels better. I'm going to have to tie you down the two wheels motorised, two wheels self-pushed, go on. Where do you want me to, where do you want me to go on that? You can, only use, you can only use one for the rest of your life. Bicycle, motorbike, where, where are you going? Can I hedge my bets with an e-bike? Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Wise, wise answer. 
yeah. you'd be a great politician Mark. yeah that, that, yeah there's a political career still available um uh, all right so if you could teleport to any place in any moment of time where and what event would you go to yeah, these, that is not a quick fire question, Rap. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a sure. Boy, any, anywhere, any moment. <laughs> yeah. Tell us your life story yeah. in one sentence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay, there are so many places that kind of flood in, but I'm actually going to go with Fall of the Berlin Wall. Wow. So wow. Would, you, would you want to be in Berlin for that? Yes, I would. Just want, just want to check. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, and I'm going to just, be sort of old get story time. Uh, I would refer please. to this as pull up a sandbag and I'll tell you a story. Um, <laughs> many years ago, I used to be in the, in the Air Force and uh, I spent three years in Germany. And part of that time, although I wasn't stationed in Berlin, I visited Berlin pre-reunification. So I was there when the war was complete. So to be there at the kind of November 89, when things started to uh, sort of collapse, to experience that would have been something absolutely amazing um, because Berlin's got a special place in my heart. Of course. So that's oh, why I went That is a really nice. Just, just quickly, where were you stationed in Germany? Whereabouts? I was right on the, the, the far west side of Germany, München Gladbach. München Gladbach. Ah, nice. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right by Dortmund and Schalke. It's quite industrial, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Even, even further west than that. So not far from the Dutch border. So, hence the mayo. <laughs> when was the last time you went back to Germany? I haven't been there for about 20 years now. Oh, wow. Oh, well. But uh, beautiful. Did Ber Hang on, that's what I think. Yeah, did Berlin actually early in the 2000s when uh, uh, I was out there for work, another work, and... Um, Leslie, my wife, and uh, kids joined me for a second week of holiday, so it was their experience. And you know, th things had changed so much. It was just amazing the change that occurred. First morning I was, I was um, in Berlin, we're staying in Old East Berlin in Alexanderplatz, and I kind of walked along, I say, onto Dean Linden, yeah, the thing goes up to the, uh, uh, the Brandenburg Gates. I had to phone the wife on a cell, you know, cell, early 2000s. <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah, and it was a case of, this is so surreal. I am walking to the Brandenburg Gates from the wrong side. Yeah, Having only crazy. done it pre-reunification, just to suddenly yeah, do it from yeah. the other side again, it was just, seriously, I'm doing this? During your time in Germany, were you sprechening the Deutsch? Uh, I, I used to speak <laughs> a little, yeah, especially kindness. It was a bisschen Deutsch. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're, you're not going to take that German. mark, are you? You won't believe what he just called you. <laughs> well, at least you're not asking me if I'm a dog. My only comeback is I drink orange juice in the break, and that's not really powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what is your yeah? Moving on from 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 that fantastic answer to what is your favorite movie? <laughs> what, what, what? Sorry, I, I, like I, I, I sometimes I, I sometimes write you know a few of the quick fires. Rye sometimes writes some of the quick fires. This Whoa, week it was Rye. He's it? just it's a roller coaster. <laughs> what is your favorite movie? You know, I'm going to go on, it depends upon the kind of, the frame of mind I'm in. So, okay. yeah, nice political answer. So, <laughs> you're going to ask me to pick one, aren't you? So Yeah, no, no, I'm going to say, actually, I'll, I'll give you one. Good day, what's your film? Bad day, bad day, what's your film? And that gives you, that can, you know, your mood at the time, what you're feeling. Good Smoky day, morning day. on the island, Victoria, what are you watching? 
Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, that's a great, great choice. choice. Great, great choice. choice. Yeah. Great answer. All right. So and that, and, and we've caught you on a bad day. You need, you know, maybe you need something to pick yourself up. What are you watching? I'm going to go with... Okay, this might be a little bit obscure, but it really left a... a I love black comedy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to actually go with something called The Bed Sitting Room. And it's an old, I think it's a 60s movies, and it's a dystopian type thing, but it's on the kind of Python scale. So Ooh. different from, but similar to, it's got Peter Cook and Dudley Moore in it, and, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. So it's just completely and utterly bizarre to watch the thing going around this post-apocalyptic nuclear scenario. But, uh, yeah. And it's so a comedy. It's a, black, it's a black comedy called The Bed Sitting oh. Room. That sounds banging. I'm going to write that. We'll, I will put that in the podcast notes and we'll, I, I love a movie recommendation. So yeah, we'll, same. I'll, I'll, I'll I have to... no idea whether it's now appropriate to watch or not because I haven't seen it for such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I mean, don't worry. There's, there's... There you go. Yeah, I think everything, I mean, like with anything made in the 60s, you have to take it with a bit of a... Absolutely. You know, it's of its time. Yeah. yeah, it's of its time. Exactly. We'd say, say a bit of salt, but it doesn't like condiments. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah, cheers. Well, fantastic. We actually got through the quickfire round. That, that's absolutely banging. Because they were good questions. Yeah, because <laughs> they were good questions. I don't know about that, right? But yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Onwards. I think, Mark, you're, uh, you're on. Covered a lot of ground there, from the Berlin Wall to... Monty Python, I mean, we've learnt a lot about you there. That's good. Okay, so um, we'll get into the more serious sort of stuff now, Mark, and uh, like to delve a little bit into your story about what brought you here to Vancouver, along with your wife and children. So far on this um, podcast, we haven't really had people who've moved across as a family, and obviously there's got to be a strong pull that's brought you, caused you to, you know, replant yourself here in a brand new country. So if you could... Lift the lid on that a little bit. That would be lovely. Oh, well, long story, obviously, mm-hmm. but we've got yeah. time. Oh, we certainly have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we do. Until no. Zoom times okay. out, we've got plenty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've got, but we've got time, but we, well, we would have more if we'd invested in premium Zoom. <laughs> You'll get a nudge. You'll get a nudge from the window. That's okay. Yeah. We're, do- we're, do- we're doing it on a budget. I recognise. <laughs> no, okay. A uh, lo- long time ago, um, the flippant answer when people tell, sort of, ask that question of me is always, "Well, if you're going to have a midlife crisis, do it in style." Um, <laughs> but of course, to do that, you've got to uh, get you get everybody on board. If I go back, probably to about two thousand four ish, I was. In, in a place in my life where I was just feeling uncomfortable with the with the UK, just something going on inside, and I'm going. Okay, you were down we're, south. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. In, I, I get that. I'm in London. I feel uncomfortable. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. Beckham missing that penalty against Portugal. I'd have left as well if I. fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> what a callback! Yeah. Oh yeah. Disgusting what Ronaldo did to that penalty spot. Sorry, back to you. So. Uh, you know, living in a small small part of the country, crowded part of the country, gradually being concreted over, feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Well, what's going to happen here? Um, and I thought, well, okay, you know, what could we do? We could move to other parts of the UK. And there are some absolutely stunning parts of the UK. Could we get work? What would change? Don't really know about that. Could move into Europe. 
thinking about that. That would be great. You know, if things don't work out, it's easy to get back home. Um, need a second language. Maybe not a problem, but let's sit down as a family and have a chat about this. So, you know, did the, the kind of kitchen table sit down? Let's all have a thought about if we're going to move somewhere else, where would it be? And, you know, if it's going to be in Europe, got to learn another language. And the, the consensus, as in everybody else said, no, 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 no. You know, we're Brits, we're monoglots. We don't do anything other than speak English. We shout loud at people. We speak English. That's it. <laughs> Um, and so you're left with an English-speaking country, and then you start to go through the checklist of if you're going to go to an English-speaking country, what would take your fancy? And we thought, well, you know, everyone goes to Australia because it's warm, so let's not do that. Okay. What about the US? Well, US is a fantastic country, apart from the Americans. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah, scary bunch. Yeah, and you kind of you know take take this with a sort of a few broad brush strokes, of course. Yeah, have yeah, yeah lovely friends in America as well. Um, so yeah, can't go there. Uh, you know, let's get a bit more obscure. South Africa. Well, we know people leaving South Africa, and they've to told us the reasons why. So, oh, okay, we'll check that one off the list. New Zealand. Mm, yeah, it's a long way away, isn't it? Just felt like a little bit too far, and you kind of left with Canada. And um, when it's down to Canada, it's well. East Coast, Centre, West Coast. Uh, I don't want to do plus 30, minus 30 temperature swings. So you're kind of narrowing it down pretty quickly. So it's got to be West yeah. Coast. I like that. Very pragmatic approach to relocation. And then it went off on a tangent. But it also does point to the reason why there is just such a massive amount of Brits in Vancouver. It's because oh, yeah. everyone's doing this same deduction process where they're like, <laughs> oh, can't, can't possibly survive in minus 30. So it's, yeah. and, and, you know, it's basically what drives so many people to the West, the West Coast. So yeah. just, a, just, a, Bring it on. just a few few questions from that, Mark. Whereabouts were you in the UK? Did I, did I miss that? What, what town were you in? I was in Maidstone in Kent. Maidstone oh, in Kent. Okay, okay fair enough. And when you um, when you actually sat everyone around the kitchen table, um, you've got two boys. How old were they at the time? And was there any pushback from that, or was it very much everyone were doing this? Let's do what's best for all of us. So it'd be about uh, oldest one was fourteen and eleven, I'd guess. A fourteen year old was just like, yeah, sure, I'll leave. You know, I think basically both the kids were on side because. Leslie myself had moved over, had uh, lived overseas in Germany. So to us, going somewhere else wasn't a big deal. So I guess we didn't mm -hmm. kind of position it as a, an immense adventure and, you know, what the heck are we going to do? Leaving this country, uprooting everything, um, you know, kind of ripping you away from your friends, da 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 da. Uh, we just kind of played it like, oh, it's going to live in another country. We can do that. For sure. It, it's, it's funny because we've had people on, you know, f uh, various people on the podcast and stuff and it seems like such a big deal for um you know just one person to individually kind of make the move and stuff but mm -hmm. it's it's funny because in the mind of somebody else is it's actually it's it's not a big deal at all but as, as a father like coming over with a family and a wife and stuff like that was there more of like that kind of obviously like um it you know we can't fuck it up too much do, do you know what i mean there's more of that fear of the unknown did you feel a bit of that going in or were you pretty just chill about the whole thing as is your nature <laughs> uh, i was probably fairly chilled about everything until it got close to making that final yeah. decision. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was even less chilled about it when we arrived. Really? Was there anything like, yeah, give us your first step. You know, you, you come off the plane the first time with your whole family. Like, what are you thinking? Like, what, what, what happened? Tell us a bit about that. 
uh, we, we had somewhere to stay and here's here's the great master plan um it's we we had um booked a hotel for about four nights and of course in that four nights we were going to arrive and we were going to find a rental place no problem <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. Uh, it kind of goes <laughs> yeah. downhill from there, really. So it's day one. We're in we're in Canada, and uh, we, I get an email because it actually did exist at that time, um, <laughs> and it was from uh, our estate agent back in the UK saying um, your your buyer's pulled out because oh, uh, we were, we hadn't quite completed the sale of our house. Oh uh, God! But we'd kind of got that impression that we were just about to exchange contracts you know within about a week of us leaving um so yeah okay let's do it you know we've, we've got to go for this because we wanted to move before the new school year started um so we went for it and then got the uh the, the sort of mail that said oh by the way bias pulled out response mm, maybe you should sell it again then quickly <laughs> so what do you do you kind of what is it five thousand miles away and it's a case of this is a great start isn't it to the new life but heck you know if we were in the uk then we may have pulled the plug on everything but because we're in yeah Canada, exactly. it's a case of no let's we've got to do this we've got to make it work did you have anybody in the family who was sort of uh, skeptical about you making a move? Any like grandparents and such? You were like, "Oh, really? Do you want to make this move? Are you sure about it?" Uh, to our faces, sometimes probably to our faces, no. But I think in the background, yeah, a lot of it are kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Do that. You know, I'm I'm the quiet one basically, so I don't do things like this. So <laughs> he had like Same brothers and sisters that you were leaving behind as well. I got a sister, an older sister. Um, oh, okay. I don't, I'm trying to remember what she thought, and I don't really know because you know we've we've lived in different places in the country for so many years. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it was a case of we'll give them a, give them a few months and they'll be back. But uh, we we went for it from day one. We we sold up, as I say, uh, and was just going to make a go of it. Small question, but like in the sixty, how many times have you been back? Oh, what? Two thousand eleven. I've only been back about four times. Four times, like sixteen years. Wow. And what, and what's it, Thirteen you know, years. Talking so, on that, like I've I've been out here six, seven years now. I, I noticed that definitely, like when I go back, Yorkshire. I, I love Yorkshire. I always love Yorkshire. But like it doesn't. Like I don't. I don't get that home hominess I used to from England. Do you? What does it feel for you going back? Like the last time you went back, what is it? Is it strange? Like it, how, how do you feel about England? Like what's your relationship with England these days? <laughs> Uh, another reason for leaving when we did, of course, is that I had this premonition of what was going to happen in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Trump, the fact of Trump in yeah, the exactly. I'm going to ask you for the lottery numbers after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. fully crystal balled yeah. it. So come yeah. in 30, 15 years' time, I'm winning the lottery. Completely. Um, my relationship with England is, is weird. Uh, I, I do follow a lot of the UK news at this time, but it's, I don't know, I do, when I go back, those few times I go back, but it's great to it's great to see family and friends. Uh, it's good to experience some of the areas that you didn't used to live in. But it's strange to go back, I think, where you used to live as well. Mm. And yeah. That, um, yeah, I get that. Things have started to change, and you know, if you go back sort of on an annual basis, the things maybe st you'll see the change happen, but. You know, four or five years later, it's kind of whoa. You know, that's closed. This is open. That's been built. Yeah. Where did that come yeah. from? Yeah. 
and it completely changes your relationship with the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just just quickly on that as well, um, how how much has Vancouver changed since you've been here? Because we, we're all quite relatively new to Vancouver. Like I hear it's so fast growing. Like how much has it been since you've been here? Oh yeah, I the highway one in particular. That's probably the big thing. I used to live out in uh, in Port Coquitlam, and the highway around that area, Coquitlam, Port Coquitlam, has changed. I can't even remember what it used to look like. Uh, it's just such a, a massive, massive change with the uh, the new um, Portman Bridge and all of the all of the new junctions and the, the yeah, it's just unbelievable change in that particular area. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah but but because you've witnessed the change, you've seen the build. Yeah, it's you, you know, no big deal. Along with it, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Mark, so once you moved here, um, how did you find settling in? Getting uh, the kids into school, finding work and things. How how was it at the beginning? Yeah, it was uh, it was good fun. It was good fun. Yeah, that's a really British way of putting it, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I I don't know how you guys have found it, but uh, in terms of work, I seem to come across people that either walk into work or take ages to find appropriate work, and there doesn't seem to be anything in between. Uh, I was one of the latter ones. Uh, and it took me an absolute age to to get into work. This is before I started doing my own thing. So uh, you know, my my background, I've been a corporate eco warrior for quite some time, and uh, coming over to here, believe it or not, even on this part of the west coast, you know, the the birthplace of Greenpeace, being a corporate eco warrior was one of those kind of well, ooh. We don't have many of those around here, do we? Yeah, can you yeah. can you can you kind of go into a little bit more depth? You say corporate eco warrior. I understand the flavour of what type of job that is, but give us a bit of detail on kind of yeah what what you did and, and what background you came from that got you to that place. Okay, well, well it's my way of putting um, corporate environmental management is what I used to do. So yeah, uh, simple as that. I used to work work within organisations to help them recognise and produce their their waste, energy, resources. Uh, basically, make them more efficient. So save money. Yeah, you'd imagine there'd be lots of roles for that in BC. That's surprising that you couldn't find one. Um, few and far between. It took me mm. eighteen months to get uh, you know kind of the right the right thing, an appropriate job. It's fairly easy yeah, out yeah. here, isn't it, to, to find something as a make-do. Yes. But to actually yeah. do what you want to do. Sometimes it takes a little bit of uh, a little bit of time, a little bit of effort, a little bit of keeping going. Was was Vancouver when you came the? I mean, you look at Vancouver now; it's like obviously huge shifts in. In you know, Vancouver is the place you would think in Canada that was the most green and progressive in terms of the the thinking of you know behind all that was it the similar environment when you first landed or was it was it different i'm going to kind of say similar but at a corporate level things um yeah things were behind the uk for sure Uh, to secure my job i was recycling good environmentalist that i am stuff that i used to do five or so (laughs) years before that so my yeah. kind of mm-hmm. the approach that I could use to secure a role here was based upon stuff that would have been fine in the UK five years prior, at least. Oh, wow. That's quite. That's yeah, quite. That that's quite. And um, what about your your wife? Like, did she struggle with the child uh, childcare? Um, similar. Yeah, she used to register uh, daycare, sort of um, 
in the UK. So she used to work for Ofsted. We don't say that very much now, though. Well, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Oh. It is. And then we don't say Ofsted. Oh. Used to be local authority. I've got PTSD there, Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> local authority. Keep it at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she struggled really hard and has never been able to get back into that precise line of work. But again, the standards in childcare here and sort of the daycare settings were five to 10 years behind what she experienced in the UK and is probably oh, still around that way. So it's kind of weird in that you, you have this mindset that says you're going to you know, another westernized country, uh, you know, another progressive country, hopefully, and you find that things aren't as equal or as uh, sort of on par as you thought they were going to be. It's funny, isn't it? Depending on which industry you go into, you can either fly straight in, like you say, or have many struggles. I think we had uh, a nurse on in the beginning of the podcast who yes, found it yeah. so hard to get her qualifications recognised here, even though, you know, similar sort of setup, Western setup, but still had to get all the certificates translated, tests, exams, everything. It's like, you know, I'm a nurse, I'm good, I can offer my services, but you're not letting me in. So it's it definitely depends on which industry you go into. I mean. One one thing yeah. that's always baffled me in terms of like westernized countries being different is when I go to America and I have to swipe my card, every time I get surprised. Like, it's growing up in England, I never did that because I got a card in, what, 2010, 2011, and it was chip and pin, which is yeah. far more secure. Are you talking about just actually swiping your card at a grocery store? Yeah, mate, that, that's <laughs> weird. I'm sorry, that's weird. Well, you have to like sign... Uh... That's the one major change you found. <laughs> no, that's something that I used to always notice, was that I'd have to sign on receipts and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. which I'd nev literally have never done that no, in the that UK. Is, is you can buy DVDs odd. out of vending machines in the States. It's, it's weirdly backwards in some ways. A chip yeah, pin didn't exist here when didn't. I first arrived. Yeah. And it, it will have existed back home. Yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's see, it wasn't a stupid point, Owen. Hey, I'm not saying it was a stupid <laughs> point at all. It's just a funny observation. You were a corporate eco warrior for some years, Mark. And how did you make the transition into your career now, which is photography? Truth is, as you can see, or um, for listeners out there, it's a case of I'm an old get. Consequently, <laughs> I had an opportunity to um, yeah to to take a, a reasonable package from my employer. I mean, it's only going to be kind of ongoing coffee money, but uh, you know they wanted to get rid of expensive old old people. So I thought, well, you know, let's let's take a chance again. I've moved countries. I can. I've got a job after eighteen months. I can do this. I can make the change. Um, but it's never as easy as you think it's going to be. And as, but from on like a deeper level, though, Matt, like when when was it you thought like have you always had a bit of an eye for photography and stuff? You know, obviously you're somebody that sees the you know the subtleties of like a you know something that would be trivial to others. Like, when did you first thought you had a bit of, like, an eye for photography and stuff like that? It's one of those things that's probably, uh, a, you know, a, a long-lost interest that became can become a passion. And so sometimes people, when they, they get their family life going, things kind of fall by the wayside somewhat. Some people hang on to them, some don't. My, I was one of those that had it as more of a kind of... It be, family became more important so stuff got pushed to the background um and then i was thinking of uh yeah that's something that i can do i enjoy and you know, let's let's kind of explore this again and get myself you know kind of up to day and see what i can do with it it's a lovely thing to hear that i always think it's nice to to hear when someone says the you know any point in their life where they just kind of stopped doing something and you know managed to 
go into something that was their kind of passion piece mm-hmm. and monetize it. It always gives me hope that one day I can do something you I can't. actually enjoy for a living. You can't monetize smoking weed. Yeah, right? no, not over 100%. So, I have tried. That other <laughs> podcast went south. <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. yeah. <laughs> You spoke briefly there, Mark, about uh, your transition to work and life here in Canada and, and same as your wife. How did it go for the kids? And, uh, you know, was there ever a point where you thought, can we all continue here in Canada? Or maybe I might fancy nipping back, but they're doing well. They can stay. Like, was there ever, have you always all wanted to stay here at the same time? So we cast your mind back to the bit that said we had our house sale fall through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we came out here. Um, you know, kind of, we, we were financially okay for a period of time. That period did not include reselling the house. Uh-huh. And so we got, yeah. we got to a point um, after a few, yeah, two, three months, where it was a case of we need to sit down as a family because the money reached that point where we could afford the, the tickets back to the UK. But what we couldn't do was get all of our personal belongings that were being shipped over here, turned around and sent back. So we had one of those, yeah. okay, we, we can afford to go back. What do we do? And it's actually, you know, again, sat around, uh, sat around the table. Oldest son at that time said, well, you know, we haven't been here long enough. If you haven't, re- we haven't really given it a go. So we've got to keep going. Mm-hmm. And, and that was great mm-hmm. to hear from him. That really was. Mature 14-year-old. Yeah, wow. yeah. Very civilized family as well, sitting around a table and having these conversations. <laughs> talking about these things is very un-British, actually. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> that's baffling me, Mark. Like yeah. at fourteen, it was sarcastic comments that I left the front room. <laughs> like that, that was my way of uh, talking. Hey, not saying they didn't happen as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fantastic! Wow, that's amazing. So if it wasn't for fourteen-year-old eldest saying, "Let's give it another crack," you might have gone back. That's, that's crazy. Do you, do you think the the because we we haven't really had a guest, um, you know, like yourself, Matt, that, that that kind of came over here with a family? Do you think it's instilled a certain amount of adventure into your kids? Do you see that, like, you know, in 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 the kids that you've brought into this world? Do you see that they've got that spirit in them? Do you think they'll move from Vancouver, things like that? I like to think so. I mean, again, because we, Leslie and I lived overseas for a few years, okay, it was sort of under the protection of the Air Force, as it were, which made it a lot easier. But um, you know, the great thing for them is that we just wanted to show that it's it's down to them. They, they get to decide what they do with their lives. And, um, you know, if they, if they set their minds on doing something, then they can do that. Uh, oldest lad, definitely big on getting out into, you know, the world the wilderness to a certain extent yeah you know and exploring mm-hmm. the, the amazing natural environment that we've got here you, can't, you just you, you can't deny it it's just an amazing amazing countryside we've got and, yeah. and so you know he does that with with his fiance now and they just go out they'll chuck a tent in the back of the vehicle and just go out sort of 50k along a logging road find somewhere and uh, set up tent for the weekend sometimes and that's great to see you know, it kind of makes his scouting stuff back in the UK look a little bit tame, that's for sure. But there again, he always did like lighting fires. So, so I think on the on the same cadence of that question, like if you had any advice to anybody that was kind of maybe stuck in their situation at home or whatever, um, on kind of you know how to set up and and how to 
you know, move elsewhere, what would that advice be? And, you know, what, what, what are some of the lessons you learned that you take with you? Especially with the responsibility of having, having a family. Yeah, we yeah. We just never had this, Mark. So I so think we were very inquisitive about that, but we yeah. just never had a guest of this. Okay, uh, family-wise, first of all, obviously, do your research. We did not do the research thoroughly enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and what that meant for us is that we had no idea that the age of entry into the Canadian school system worked on calendar year and not academic year. So uh, it didn't matter. It didn't matter for our oldest lad, apart from we had to get him through another year in high school. So he'd, he'd, he'd finished in the UK, he'd done his GCSEs, um, and we moved over here, and he had to do another year. That's It's like being held oh. back a year. So the benefit for him is that he's graduated from the UK system and the Canadian system. So, yeah. so there's that. Yeah. Our youngest one, um, he was uh, he was going to go into something like uh, year nine in the UK. So we just or so we put him into ninth grade here. Trouble is, he was a young one. He was on the kind of the. He's got a June birthday, so we actually put him in mm. a year ahead or a grade ahead of what he should have been in Canada. And it wasn't obvious. Okay. It wasn't obvious until after a couple of weeks, he said to us, oh, my friends are a lot older than me. <laughs> <laughs> really? You've got to have a chat with the principal. And just, oh, right. Okay. Uh, well, let's just leave him and see how he does. And if he has to do this grade again, then no big deal. But if he handles it, then we'll just kind of leave him. And if at any point through <laughs> the next three years or whatever, he kind of has to redo a grade, then, oh, you know, he does it. And he graduated a year early. Oh, oh wow. Nice. wow. So do your research on the education system. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. any, any other areas you'd uh, recommend doing your research on before yeah. taking the plunge? Uh, yeah, don't move over when it's just coming up to um, a stat day holiday. Because, <laughs> oh, nightmare. Yeah, you know, we had this, this hotel booked for uh, four nights and it was just coming up to Labor Day. Had no idea it was Labor Day. And when we didn't actually find somewhere to live, we were looking to find, we needed to extend our stay. Couldn't do it. Hotels booked out. And so then we became kind of nomadic to another kind of hotel for a few days. Then we found um, like a holiday let for a week. And then we found some furnished accommodation. So, yeah, do a lot better. Do a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Just in, in a nutshell, do a lot better than I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Airbnb didn't exist. So, you know, kind of, it's so easy now. True. Is there like a little nugget, a little pearl of wisdom you'd give to someone who's thinking about it coming to another country? Uh, a, a nugget, a pearl of wisdom is do it. Some of the conversations I had with people of like, uh, my age group um, in the UK, you know, people saying, oh, I really wish I could do what you were doing. Um, what can you say apart from if you're prepared to take a chance, do it. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But you've got to take a chance on giving up everything possibly that you've worked for. Um, I've got a, uh, somebody that I met out here in Vancouver and I uh, had a really great job in the UK and it hasn't worked out so well in terms of work for him over here. But the flip side is that he's really engaged with some amazing creative pursuits that he probably wouldn't have had a chance to do. So mm -hmm. there are kind of wins and losses, but be prepared to be flexible. Be prepared to, you know, kind of think of other stuff that you've done 
that you can do now. I suppose it probably realigns like you're thinking a bit as well. Like, a, you know, especially when you've got a family and stuff, like having a you know stable home or whatever is like you know the the priority or whatever. But when yeah. when you kind of take yourself that out of that environment and you just kind of, as you say, kind of you were living at various hotels for a while. I suppose it all kind of, you know, that that feeling that everyone kind of needs kind of dissolves and like your priority shift. It must be like a it must have been like a real strange time going from like the comforts of England with your family just to kind of on the road a bit in Vancouver. Very cool. But the important thing was to like you say stability for the kids. Um, yeah, they're mm-hmm. in school. Keep that, and they're really flexible. They, you know, kids are flexible. They'll make the move. Um, oldest one decided to change girlfriends just before leaving the UK. You know, damn hormones, hormones, <laughs> hormones. Um, and so that was a bit of a shock to the system when we're going, oh, you know, going out with just now. And it's, no, we're moving countries. How can you do this? <laughs> uh, but, you know, things change and you get over here and you keep like, kind of keep that long distance relationship going for a while. And then you kind of you recognize that it's not going to be a long term thing. So time to move on. Um, but yeah, you just kind of... In my case, it was three and a half months. Clean slate, stay flexible. Yeah. Totally. The did, right year of school. How would you do a long-term relationship in 2005? MSN? Um, yeah, maybe it would have been MSN. I don't know. Yeah, how did they keep in touch for the first... That's a funny thing as well, because it, it seems like such a connected world now, but even even back in 2005, it must have been slightly more difficult yeah. to keep... Just, right, man, there was MSN, there was Skype and stuff. Sims. Yeah, yeah, there's that. So that would that would have been it, basically. Well, solid, solid advice there, Mark. Uh, I think staying flexible is very true. I think you can. It's a good, easy chance to reinvent yourself when you come to a new country. Yeah. And um, speaking of that, you reinvented yourself and pursued your passion for photography, and I think that's a good topic for this week's home and away section. Great, great so segue, you... Mark. Yeah, just love that. Segue work. Yeah. Yeah. We've massacred it, but fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Some great work thrown down the pot there, thanks. No, no. Uh, if you'd like to just delve a little bit deeper into uh, into your love of photography, Mark, and uh, in specific, your project, the Brits in Vancouver project, which is in fact how we all met. Um, yeah, tell us how that came to be and what it's all about. And yeah, over to you. Okay, so... Um, my business now, photography, portrait, stroke, headshot, photography. Uh, and when I started out, you listen to loads of stuff and think about how you're going to try and build a business. And I think that keeps going all the time about thinking about how on earth am I going to make this work? Uh, because mm. things don't work smoothly from day one. They don't work smoothly probably from day 101 onwards. Um, mm. But having listened to loads of stuff, I thought, right, personal projects, that's where it's at. Helps you build a portfolio, also gets you um, sort of out there meeting people, get the word out. So I need a personal project. What am I going to do? Okay, I'm Brit. I'm a Brit. So let's try and do something with other expats that are here. Um, And... I think I'd recently joined the Facebook group, Brits in Vancouver, and it just seemed to be quite a good idea to try and use that as the, the hunting ground for people to participate <laughs> in, in a personal project. Sounded very innocent up until that point. Yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. So you, you found lots of Brits in Vancouver via that group, and, then, and uh, 
what what happens you you interview them and you take pictures of them portraits how does it work yeah but that that's essentially what i want to do how i've been working this is that i offer people a couple of um, really cool headshots or portraits that you know something special for them um, mm -hmm. a lot of people i've met out and around uh, around vancouver so you know an outside type portrait some people like your good selves we've done some studio work just something a bit <laughs> different which was good right, fun loved as well <laughs> i don't want to get into it <laughs> yeah. and um because i you know i i'm doing that what i'm getting back from everyone that participates is a bit of the story but the great thing is it's a chance to share other people's stories and it yeah. really becomes this great sort of you know sort of mutual back scratching exercise where people <laughs> have their stories told um, and I put that out via my blog. I've got that social media collateral stuff, and they get some great images from the, sort of the uh, the session as well. And have you found, like we found with our podcast, that I think especially people that have travelled and you know gone from one place to another, they they want to tell their story. Like, have you found like people are pretty keen and open, like off the bat? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been starting to, there are some commonalities now, definitely, among some of the storylines that you, you get from people. And then, but everyone's got their own sort of, you know, slightly different spin on why they moved here, what they find different. Access to the, the outside has just become one of those half of the course. It's almost like the entry level. If you're going to do Brits in Vancouver, <laughs> you like access to the great outdoors. Even if you didn't when you came here, you do now. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah 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 so that that that's a definite common theme that comes out but yeah and the, the one thing that also amazed me when i started doing this was um i i didn't know what demographic what sort of you know group of people would throw their hat into the ring and say yeah you know that's kind of be part of this um particularly with being sort of you know one of the uh, more mature of the, the group <laughs> as it were in, in vancouver but there's yeah. been a lot of people in the kind of you know same age group as you guys uh, and i find it great because i just love the vibrancy and the the sort of yeah it, it just gives it a, a great energy so how long have you been uh, doing the project for and has there been like a particular story that stood out and uh, stuck in your mind in particular i started january of last year uh, okay. Of course, there's been a bit of a COVID break in between, but um, so I've now done about <laughs> casual when <laughs> global <laughs> pandemic, bit of a yeah. COVID break. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing uh, phases you. I'm letting back. <laughs> uh, it, it, and it's true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, uh, is there a story? I've done about I've done about twenty stories now, and I'm just trying to kind of think who's. Who's had a few lads that run a podcast? <laughs> yeah, Masterton <laughs> gagging for a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, you, I bet. Did he send you? A, did he send you his uh, his little story prior to this podcast secretly? Man, it's <laughs> <laughs> just like if you need some collateral during the interviews, here's uh, his little five hundred words right, right. last night. <laughs> you know, there, there have been a there have been a lot of travellers, as it were. There have a lot been a lot been a lot of people of you know a certain age group that have got out and have seen some of the world, and they may have you know kind of travelled North America. They've come across Vancouver and gone, well, I want some of that. And that started that that started the process for them definitely. Um, this is my how, about, how about China? 
<laughs> yeah, I've, 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 I've run into a number of people that loved, you know, kind of, that have traveled everywhere. I seem to remember somebody mentioning China at some point as well. Yeah, crapshoot though, with it. Crapshoot. That would have been you, wouldn't it, Mark? That would have been. Yes. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> well done. <laughs> you win. No, uh, it's interesting that you, um, your project, uh, your projects in our podcast, very similar. We, we seek out Brits and learn their stories. And it's interesting that we've had to, that we've crossed paths in this way. You've ended up on our podcast. Feels very, what's the word? Full circle. Well, it, no, but it is like definitely like kind of. It, it... I don't know. I'm getting all philosophical now. No, I was, was going to say. watching you it... look around the room for the answer there, Mark. It, it, <laughs> seminal, yeah. seminal. That's yeah. it. it. It's funny though. It, it, like you say, like we it's same situation with us. Like our podcast, the formula is pretty similar. In in each week, we have like somebody on. We ask them, you know, some fairly basic questions about what biscuits they like, and then have a quick chat about why they came. But like the motivations, like the you know the backstory that fills their experience is all different and it's interesting to hear that and I think it always like comes around to for, for me certainly like speaking to people like yourself like it just confirms like oh like I'm glad I I'm glad I made the leap as well like you know yeah. to do something a bit different or whatever it's, it's always interesting I think too. one thing that I was going to say what I find interesting is that you realize you want to get into uh, photography and like we wanted to get into talking shite and we're like we need, we need to find a niche and he was like you went for the Brits in Vancouver thing which was not something we'd ever on our radar but we knew we had to do something just to keep a common theme and like you've done the same um, I just find it quite interesting because I wouldn't have thought to interview Brits like it was never something I would have thought but it's been very good to do that and keep that common thread going it's weird because in England, I would the the last thing I'd want to do is interview fellow Englishmen. Yeah. Uh, and over here, it's the fe- you know it's, it's, it, it gives you that little slice of home without having to to go back deal to with we- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. deal with weather spoons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh boy, yeah. It, you know what? One thing I really should have said, um, and because because I'm so British still and understate everything, high point so far. And even though it's been great to link up with you three actually getting uh, an interview with and photo a studio photo session with the consul general uh, who's based oh, yeah. in Vancouver yeah, that was that's... my high point for the project so far that's fantastic um, wow that, that, that really likes... kind of gave yeah. it that sort of credibility that says yeah i think i'm doing something that's actually valuable here okay i'll keep doing this was, was yeah, he yeah. as good we in need front? Yeah, was he was he good in front of the camera like us? Like, why was he better than us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it's a she actually. It's uh, Nicole Davison at the moment, and oh, um, she was great. Yeah, she was great. Nice, um, fantastic. Again, so, some some people are great in front of the camera. Some are, uh, need a little bit of warming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know who that's aimed at. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, you both got a lot more yeah. notes than me. I got Ryan look moody. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this for 26 years. He, he, he knew automatically <laughs> what your level was. I had what, what he could and couldn't do I was with so uncomfortable. <laughs> that's experience um, for you. Just improvise. That's, no, that's, that's fantastic. Um, I've got, a, got a, few, a couple of questions just on this topic, and then that'll be me. Um, what is your, uh, what's your end game? Do you have an end game? My end game for this project. For this project, yeah. Like, where do you see it going? Like, what what, is you, what do you want out of it at the end? Or are you happy, are you happy just carrying on as it is? 
At the moment, I've, I've got lots of different ideas that have been kind of floating around the skull. Part of it is just keep it going because, again, you come across so many stories of photographers that uh, once they've started a, uh, a personal project, it just goes on for years and they build things up. But I'm also thinking, well, you know, wouldn't, is there a, a bigger story to tell here? Is this the kind of, you know, have I got a coffee table book? Have I got something that's worth publishing in, in e-format that brings mm. together the stories and of, of people that have relocated and reasons nice. for relocating? Yeah, so, you know, I've got the kind of, let's just keep doing it for fun. And they kind of, mm. hey, have I got something else that I can really do with this here and just really promote uh, you know, the the, the benefits that Brit expats have around wherever they may be it just happens to be Vancouver at this one. Do I take it out and look for different stories from different nationalities here, put myself out of that comfort zone and go, okay, you know, Vancouver is such an amazing melting pot of nationalities. You know, who else is doing something yeah, like that this? That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Okay. And my second part is just uh, for our listeners, where would they find the blog and what is the uh, social yeah. media handle? Like, go on, give a bit of promotion, Mark, a bit of promotion. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the blog <laughs> is bcbrit.com. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Uh, my love that domain. Well done for getting that. Yeah, yeah. That's before I came out here. That's that's yeah. kind of thirteen plus years ago thinking. Yeah, uh, and you've held on to it. Well done. Oh boy, yeah, absolutely. We have, we have put B- a big in, but yeah. uh, I'm BC Brit on Twitter. I'm BC Brit on Instagram as well. Uh, my business website is markcannon.ca. So you get uh-huh. kind of the nicey stuff on the business website, and BC Brit is where the the blog stuff goes. Nicely Brilliant. done. Nice. You actually beat me to it as well because I I tried to get BC Brit, but I ended up with BC Brit getting the wrong type of attention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to in, give it up in the end. Incognito. <laughs> yeah. so, no, that's B- fantastic though, Mark. Yeah, BCBrit.com. We'll definitely share some of those links as well when we uh, when we obviously promote the pod on Instagram. Yeah, with some moody photos of us. With some moody photos of Ryan. <laughs> and they will be coming soon. I've definitely got moody. Cannot wait <laughs> yeah. to share those. I am, I'm dreading it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, social media, um, we do take questions from <coughs> listeners. And I believe, Ryan, you have one for us this week from a listener. I, Could you fill us in? Yes, I do. Uh, I got an... Uh, question on Instagram and it is for Owen specifically though uh, he just wants to know it's Fraser from Auckland and he wants to know where have the famous explorers gone yeah so the explorer section got canned because of some bad press we were getting um, from a certain contingent of northerners that were listening to the podcast that said the the explorer section was messy and I, I was one of them untiring. you should give us I mean you should give Mark a pitch here. See what he <laughs> so, Mark, at the end of each podcast, at the end of each podcast, I was good because we're all because <laughs> we're all explorers. <laughs> I was giving, I was giving a, you know, it, it was it was a minute, two minutes, sometimes five, which is I think where the complaints were started. But it was it was a section uh, about a little bit of history behind some of the famous explorers, um, and yeah, I unfortunately we got you know a bit of bad. Bad press about it. I mean, it was very well researched, well thought out section every week, wasn't it? Hundred percent. Came prepared. Tell you, tell time. you what, I didn't do research it right on the minute on Wikipedia. That's what I definitely never <laughs> yeah, did. No. <laughs> uh, but yes, would you, would you invest in that, Mark? Would that be a good thing as to continue idea. as a project? Would you do a photo shoot with James Cook? <laughs> <laughs> wow, great explorers. 
I don't think that there's something in it, but it, I don't know. Does it really work with this podcast? Like people have said, yeah, it's, it's kind of. <laughs> this is what they were saying. All right, yeah. Thank you. Mark. It's the nail in the explorer's coffin. Nicely Thank you. That was a million dollar question. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark Cannon has just blown your project yeah, well, to dust. Well done. <laughs> don't don't apologise to me, fellas. So, to answer Fade from Auckland, it's gone and it's never coming back. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, and, and P.S., you can fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I will say, though, I will say, um, I may do a once every month edition where I actually do do a bit of research and we'll see if we can get back the magic. <laughs> but that is pending right. a WhatsApp chat with the lads that also do the podcast with me. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But thanks for your question. Uh, always appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, keep keep sending them in. Do we have any serious okay. ones or was that the... To wrap up the social media chat, our tags aren't quite as uniform as BC Brit across the board. We have uh, at Great Escape Pod on Instagram, The Great Escape Pod on Facebook. Sorry, Mark, we couldn't get them both the same. And uh, I think it's at Great Escape Pod on Twitter. I'm not quite sure myself. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, you can go through the social media channels or you can drop us an email at Great Escape Post at Outlook. Great Escape Podcast at Outlook.com. Nailed that. Well done. Okay, Mark, you've been an absolutely wonderful yeah, thanks guest. thanks ever so much, Mark. Thank you so Thank much you, for telling us your stories about over a decade here in Vancouver. Yeah, uh, yeah. more than welcome. Thanks for having me on this. It's been, it's been great fun. And uh, like I say, it's pull up a sandbag and I'll tell you a story time for me. That's what we want. And, uh, and a bit of continuation, uh, a subject of Mark's. Um, in the on the photography, I think Joe Hinks is coming on the podcast next week. So, got which is yes, yeah, yep, um, yeah. So that's yeah. a previous guest, and we've we've had previous guests of ours on on your blog as well, Stefan. Oh yeah, fantastic. Been on the yeah. blog as well, yeah. So there's yeah. a bit of synergy. Just stop stepping on our toes, all right? <laughs> yeah, and the great thing is, we didn't know this was happening, did we? When we first, you know, when you first approached me about this, yeah, you, mm. you hadn't realised that Stefan had been part of it. Um, until his story went live, uh, but it just seems that Joe's everyone's best mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a great teaser for. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> will he be our best mate? Um, fantastic. Well, we look what will to... be his favourite condiment? You'll find out <laughs> yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah. If Joe doesn't like condiments, I don't know what I'll do. Uh, but yeah, thanks ever so much, Matt. Really appreciate your time, and it's been cracking to have you on the pod. listening to our podcast follow us on social media I've got nothing lads anyone want to brew <laughs>